This episode of the Thursday Night Club is proudly presented by ThriftBooks, the largest online seller of used books in the world. Read more, spend less. Previously on the Thursday Night Club. I start getting into the Christmas spirit right around Labor Day, and I think that's still way too late. I'm convinced that I can figure out a way to keep the Christmas feeling all year long. I think a lot of this comes from how my family always looked at Christmas in two ways. As something we did for each other, and as something we did for our community. This year, though, the club decided that they would work on their own projects to share the Christmas spirit by giving a helping hand to others. Of course, this being the Thursday Night Club, they had to make a contest out of it. <laughs> all right, all right. Is anyone going to update the group on their progress? No. no. Wow, the competition's getting cutthroat around here. But let me tell you something, Izzy. Donating marrow is a life-saving gift. So you'll let me know when you're ready to schedule this? I was hoping we could do it tomorrow. Tomorrow? Randy, I am happy to see you. As I passed the basketball courts, I thought I felt someone walking behind me. Wait, what? Some guy's been following you? What does he look like? Please, Randy, don't go into vigilante mode on me. Drama Initiative and Jale and Warren Trepp present The Thursday Night Club, an audio drama based on the book by Stephen Manchester. As I'm sure you've figured out by now, I'm a Christmas freak. While lots of people say they wish they could maintain the Christmas spirit all year round, I actually believe it's possible. Even if doing so has proven a little elusive so far. It's not like I'm against the other holidays though. Memorial Day? Big fan. Fourth of July? Save me the best seat for the fireworks. Columbus Day? Okay, I really don't have much a feeling about Columbus Day one way or the other. But if I were going to name a second favorite holiday, and mind you, it is not a close second, it would be Thanksgiving. There are only a couple of times a year when the whole extended family gets together, and Thanksgiving is one of them. So that's the best reason. My mom's stuffing and my uncle's apple pie are tied for second. And even though it makes a lot of my relatives cringe, I love when we go around the table saying what we're most thankful for that year. I always get a little lump in my throat, especially when it's my little cousin's turns. And then there's the whole thing about Thanksgiving being the official launch of the Christmas season. Now, as you know, we get started just a little bit earlier in the Cabral household. But I love the fact that the Christmas movies start showing up on television and you hear Christmas music everywhere you go. It's the sign that the holiday is really on its way. Since I've been in college, Thanksgiving has also signaled the final lap of the fall semester. There's only a week or so after Thanksgiving before we kick into heavy finals review mode, 
So we go from a nice cozy four day weekend to lots and lots of all nighters. The finals are looming and they aren't gonna wait for anyone, especially if you're trying to keep the recruiters interested, if you know what I mean. Then there's the matter of something else looming this year for the Thursday Night Club. Ava, Izzy, Kevin, and Randy got back from this particular Thanksgiving break knowing that they only had a few more weeks before they had to present what they'd done for the contest. Remember, please, that the contest was not my idea. They brought that completely onto themselves. I've just been encouraging them for a while to incorporate some good deeds into their Christmas plans. However, they did decide to make it a contest, which meant that each of them was bent on winning the contest, which was, you know, a little outside of the spirit of the undertaking. Regardless, there was less than a month left before the big Christmas Eve presentation. Ava has been volunteering at the retirement home for several weeks now. She was doing her best to contribute there, but the sameness of the conversations she was having with the residents were starting to get to her. Ava has an issue with people living small lives and talking to the elderly about the weather and soap operas wasn't doing anything to help in that regard. Izzy's book drive was going just fine. She had a Dropbox in the Union and another couple in town, one at the dry cleaner and another at the convenience store a couple of blocks off campus. She would go every couple of days to empty the boxes and she was putting together quite a haul. Izzy hadn't made a pickup for nearly a week though. And it wasn't because of the holiday. Right before the break, she had done something truly amazing and donated her bone marrow to help a very sick four-year-old boy. From what I hear, bone marrow donation can leave you extremely sore. And Izzy has been in a fair amount of pain since the procedure. The break couldn't have come at a better time for her and her parents pampered her the entire weekend, but she was still feeling pretty miserable when she got back. Kevin's bikeathon to provide a college scholarship was scheduled for the week between the end of classes and the start of finals. Not the ideal timing, since this is Massachusetts and it can get awfully cold and snowy, but those were the only dates that would work for all of the riders. Fortunately, the weatherman cooperated and they were predicting temperatures in the high 50s and low 60s the entire week. Randy? Well... Randy was still refining his plans over the Thanksgiving break. By which I mean, he didn't have any plans at all. It was starting to get to him. I know this because he left me a long, pained message about it on my phone. But there was the possibility that he was just not going to be able to come up with anything. Randy can be a real goof at times. But it's a little weird that he's got so locked up about this. He kept saying that he was sure an idea was going to run into him, but by Thanksgiving, that close encounter had not happened. By the way, just before the break, the Thursday night club held its own Thanksgiving dinner. It was a Tuesday night because everyone was going home the next day, but as we discussed, the Thursday night thing was really only ceremonial at this point anyway.
Okay, here we are at our final Friendsgiving together. No, oh, what do you mean final? Well, we're all moving on from this think tank being sent out to the real world. To take it by storm and rule it with an iron fist. Oh, dear God. <laughs> okay, but this doesn't have to be our last Friendsgiving, right? I mean, we're all likely to wind up somewhere in the Boston area. Hey, and... I am going wherever the action is. And by action, I mean job, any job, truly, of any kind. <laughs> well, I hadn't actually thought about it that way. Oh, well, now I have something else to be sad about. What you should really be sad about are the food items that Randy has offered up to our okay, table. Okay, okay, not so fast with the critique there, Ava. I'll have you know that in some cultures, canned sardines are considered a rare delicacy. Oh, really? And if prepared correctly, yeah. yes, they can play a strong leading role in this theatrical banquet of treats you and Ava have prepared. <laughs> and they were 99 cents at the supermarket, right? <laughs> theatrical <laughs> banquet of treats? You brought canned sardines and two bags of candy corn left over from Halloween. It's my favorite vegetable, Kevin. You know that. Besides, candy corn pairs well with everything. That, that That is true. Yes, and I wouldn't talk, buddy. It's Mr. Spam. Yeah, spam. Hey, 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 do you know how much people love Spam in Hawaii? Yes, I got some news for you, Kevin. We're in Massachusetts. That's a long way from Hawaii, <laughs> about as far away as I'd like to be from that can of Spam. There is no <laughs> way we are eating that. Yeah, that's right. Fortunately, Ava and I took the liberty of preparing a real meal this year. Yes, mm. to celebrate, we have cooked a turkey breast, some mm. mashed potatoes, and stuffing. Green beans, cranberry sauce, and some real corn. It's going to be cooked. Don't you mean to say that you heated up these prepared dishes? <laughs> Either way, you owe us $12. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that's at the top of my budget, but I'm starving. Oh, I almost forgot the Christmas music. We can't have a proper Friendsgiving without holiday music. Yeah. Fine, as long as we don't have to make paper snowflakes after we eat. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. fire hazard. <laughs> oh, there's nothing better than this Christmas song right here. Silent Night. Your favorite, huh? Yeah, it is. My Uncle Herbie used to sing it for our family every Christmas Eve. He passed away a few years ago, but every time I hear it, I picture him sitting in my father's armchair, singing it straight from his heart. That's a nice story. I'm pretty sure I know what Randy's favorite Christmas song is. Dominic the donkey. Uh, also, interestingly, because it reminds him of his uncle. Oh, you are so <laughs> funny, so Kevin. Awesome. And you know what? That's still better than your favorite. It's Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, right? <laughs> it's so it's so beautifully captures the spirit of Christmas. Hey, that, you know? That's not even funny, bro. I, my grandmother was a wonderful woman, and she never saw that reindeer coming. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, why is it we can never have a serious conversation with you guys around? Well, you know, I'm not all Dominic the donkey. I'm I'm kind of an expert on Christmas traditions, actually. This oh, is going to really? involve car antlers. Okay, okay, some of us are more sophisticated than that, Kevin. Did you know that Polish-Americans spread hay under the kitchen floor and under the tablecloth to remind them of the stable and a manger? When they set their table for Christmas dinner, they set two extra places for Mary and the Christ child. I have child. never heard that one before. Well, what about the old Mexican legend about a young boy named Pablo who was on his way to visit the village nativity scene when he realized he didn't have a gift for baby Jesus. He gathered some old branches along the side of the road and brought them to the church. The other kids, they made fun of him, but when he laid the leaves at the manger, a star-shaped flower appeared on each branch with bright red petals. It was the first poinsettia. 
Oh. Who knew we had a Christmas scholar within our midst? Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, those are both wonderful stories, but nothing compares to the original manger story. How baby Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothing and laid in a manger because there was no room for him and Mary and Joseph at the end. But we, we would have found room for them. Well, you bet we would have. And while shepherds kept watch over their flock that night, an angel appeared to them, telling them not to be afraid, that he was there to bring good tidings of great joy because Christ the Lord had been born. No matter how many times I hear that story, I still get goosebumps. Really? What about Pablo? Come on, Pablo was a pretty good story too, right? Yeah, sure, Randy. <laughs> and then the three wise men appeared. Three. Can you imagine even finding one of those today? Oh, oh it would be a Christmas oh, oh. miracle. Good afternoon, Ava. Good afternoon. I was hoping to run into you today. I have a story I think you're just going to love. Really? I think so. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Mr. Gilmet has been singing your praises to any of the staff who will wow. listen to him. Mr. Gilmet actually speaks. <laughs> not often, that's for sure, but it seems you've touched his heart. He says that he enjoyed the finest afternoon he's had in years last week when you visited with him in the yard. He did? <laughs> We only sat under the willow tree for an hour or so. He started humming an old tune that I remember from my grandmother, so I hummed along with him. That was it. I, I don't think we exchanged more than half a dozen words with each other. But you shared your time with him, Ava, which is more than his own family has given him in years. They don't come? No. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. That's, that's really sad. Well, after last week, it's not as sad as it used to be, because now he has you. Thanks for sharing that with me. It really means a lot. I knew it would. Are you seeing Mrs. Lacombe today? Yes, I am. Oh, she'll be very happy about that. I spoke with her this morning, and she was going on like an over-caffeinated auctioneer, so I think she could use an <laughs> audience. <laughs> well, then that's what I'll be. Hello, Mrs. Lacombe. Oh. Hi. I'm not sure if you remember me, but I'm Ava. Is it okay if I sit with you for a little bit? Oh, that would be lovely, sweetheart. You say we've met? Just briefly. Um, I was hoping to spend some more time with you today. Oh, sit right here beside me, then. I'm not sure how much time I have left, but I'm happy to share whatever it is with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm told you have lived an amazing life. Nearly two of them at this point, love. You know, I've lived long enough to meet five generations of my wow. family. Yes, and I have 40 grandchildren and 40. great grandchildren. Wow, that's incredible. I was 30 years old when I got married, which was an old spinster back in those days. <laughs> we met at the North End Laundry, which was right on the banks of the Taunton River. Mm -hmm. In the winter, I had to strap on my skates and commute to work across the river. We had five children, five. four boys, and one girl. Then my Robert passed on from a bad ticker. 
leaving me to raise all five kids by myself. That was not very considerate of him, if you ask me. Mm. <laughs> that must have been a lot of work. Oh, we worked hard back then. And we went to church every Sunday. It was a simpler time, I think. That is, until the hurricane of 68 wiped out the old laundry. From oh then on, I just took whatever odd jobs I could find. Well, that was very resourceful. Oh, had to be. Eventually, all of my boys joined the service. Two of them went into the Coast Guard, while the other two chose the Army Air Corps. For years, I had four stars hanging in my front window, one for each of them. While they were off protecting the country, though I didn't have much, I volunteered my time. Just like you. <laughs> Sometimes I even made up food baskets for the needy. I'm sure everyone really appreciated that. Well, thankfully, all my boys stayed safe. It wasn't long after that I got involved in the American Legion. And wouldn't you know it, I became the first woman president of the local AMVETS. Really? That's right, sweetheart. <laughs> wow. Through oh. the years, life went on, and I got a second chance at love. Yep, I married William Benoit, and after three happy years, a heart attack took him, too. I've sometimes wondered whether I killed them both. <laughs> I must have been a little too much to handle back then. <laughs> oh, you really have lived an amazing life, Mrs. Lacombe. Well, I suppose I have. I've seen more American presidents come and go than I care to count. I've seen people come together, and I've seen them driven apart. And I've seen the world change more than I ever thought possible. I tried to keep up with everything for as long as I could, but I have to say, in the end, the internet finally did me in. <laughs> I just don't understand the thing, and I don't want to. <laughs> if life is a test of endurance, then I think I've passed the test. But it's not, you know. Not what? A test of endurance. Nope. Life is just a, a, a never-ending series of choices. So make sure you choose to be happy every chance you get, okay? Thanks for that advice, Mrs. Lacombe. I will. Now you make sure of that, yes? Yes, and thank you, Mrs. Lacombe. I really, really enjoyed our talk today. Oh, well, my door is always open, sweetheart. That is, until the good Lord decides to bring me home. It's hard 
Mr. Sweeney, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to meet with me this afternoon. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Kevin. I'm excited for the opportunity to get involved. I'm really thrilled to hear that, sir. Well, you know what? Without scholarship money, I would have spent my entire life working in the same factory that my father slaved in for 40 years. Thanks to that college education, I now own the building that the factory used to be in. That, that's awesome. So tell me, how can I help? Well, I was hoping I could convince you to get behind this annual scholarship by pledging a monetary donation. How much are we talking? I was hoping you could commit to a thousand dollars. Might be able to do that. But there are a few questions I'd like answered first. Fire away. Mm -hmm. What are the requirements an applicant needs to meet to receive the scholarship? I've set three criteria. Okay. The first is good grades, which shows a commitment to education. If a candidate hasn't put in the time and effort, then why should we? Very good. And there'll be an essay answering one simple question. Which is? What have you done to make a positive impact in someone else's life? Provocative. I like it. Any chance I'd be able to review those essays? Yeah, I was hoping you might agree to be on the judges panel. Good answer, Kevin. So, what's the final criterion? Our recipient must be able to ride a bicycle and be willing to pay it forward. <laughs> I love it. You've clearly put a lot of thought into this project. I have. I'm impressed. Thank you. 
I need to know one last thing before I give you my decision. Okay. I need to know why you're doing all this for someone you've never met. Mr. Sweeney, I, I come from a humble background. You could say I even grew up in poverty. And as a result, I've struggled to fund my own way through college. But fortunately, I've been blessed with the perseverance and resources to make that happen for myself. But I realized some kids don't even have that. So recently I decided I wanted to establish a college scholarship, enough money for some poor kid to go to school. Not a handout, but a hands up with the expectation that each recipient will pay it forward when they're in the position to do so. And I realize I've set a lofty goal here, but with the right supports in place, I'm confident- Say no more, Kevin. Put my company down for 5,000 a year. <laughs> what? I'm committing $5,000 annually for the next five years. And we can revisit that amount at that time to see if we need to adjust for cost of living and tuition increases. I don't know what to say, Mr. Sweeney. It seems to me you've already said everything you need to, Kevin. Can I give you one small piece of advice? Yeah, please do. Going forward, don't sell yourself short in your sales pitch. This is a very good cause, son. And I have to imagine that there'll be a lot more business folks and community leaders stepping up to offer their support. Really? I mean, do, do you think so? No, if I have my say, absolutely. Wow, I can't thank you enough. I'm sorry, but I do have one final question. Anything. How are the burgers here? Hey Jess, I can't believe I'm still aching this much. I know the people at the hospital said it could hurt for weeks, but I figured, hey, I'm young and strong. It'll be a little tender for a couple of days and then I'll be doing backflips. Which, of course, would have been surprising since I couldn't do backflips before the procedure. But it'll be a week tomorrow and I'm still in a not insignificant amount of pain. I think if this keeps up for another couple of days, I'm going to call the hospital and see if there's anything they can give me. I suppose I could just break into that bottle of tequila that I got for my 21st birthday, but I've been resisting that sort of medication. You want to know something, though? As much as this thing hurts physically, that's how good it feels emotionally. I mean... I don't know exactly how the operation went on the little boy, but he was really in trouble. And the fact that I could help out at all just gives me a little glow, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, of course you know. You're glowing all the time. You're like the queen of glow. For a mere mortal like me, though, this is a pretty big deal. I don't want the rest of the club to know about the bone marrow donation, though, okay? I don't know why, but I'd like to keep this private. First of all, they'd probably complain that I went way over the top to win the contest, even though I didn't do this for the contest. But I can hear Randy going on and on about it, and somehow suggesting that I gamed the system. There's more to it than that, though. And I really think you'd understand this way more than any of the others. When you give of yourself, I mean really give, as opposed to doing nice things because you're supposed to, it feels like a totally 
intimate thing. Like something you keep very close and really just live with yourself. Pretty strange for a woman who has defined success by how well total strangers react to her, huh? I don't know. It's been kind of a wake-up call. Anyway, I hope this glow doesn't go away too soon. On the other hand, I'm ready for this pain in my back to go away like yesterday. Thousand people? Y yes, yeah, 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 of course. I, yeah, I could do a show for 2,000 people. <laughs> I guess. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what kind of party are you having? I don't think I've ever seen an event on campus with like that many people. Really? Yeah, yeah, well, then I'm your guy. I'll just, yeah, I'll just scale everything up. Hey, wait, sorry, hold on a second. Sorry, yeah, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm just, just there's a girl walking across the parking lot, it's really dark, and I can see a, there's this guy moving toward her, and, oh, my, hold on, I'll call you, well, let me call you back, hang on, do you, um, do me a favor and call the campus police and tell them to come to the east parking lot as fast as they possibly can. He's out for now. Look, if he moves, I'll punch him out again. Are you okay? I never saw him coming. I know, it's dark. Uh, my guess is he was he was hiding in the woods or something. If you hadn't come along, he, he would have... Hey, 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 we don't, hey, we don't have to think about that now, okay? I think I'm going to be thinking about it for a long time. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's true. Hey, hey, I'm glad I could be here. This college is just too big for the campus police to be everywhere. He doesn't seem to be moving. I know. I hit him pretty hard. A couple of times. Well, three, actually. Thank you. Yeah. You good? And the person I was on the phone with was calling for help. I think we should call 911, too. I just... I just... I mean, just to make sure that someone cleans up this trash as soon as possible. Would you mind doing that? I'm feeling a little shaky at the moment. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Why don't you take a seat, okay? Just breathe. I mean, the cops are going to have a lot of questions for you, I'm sure. After that, though, you should, you should maybe talk to a professional about this. You're probably right. You know, I've never felt unsafe here before. Well, most of the stuff that happens on campus is usually self-induced or alcohol-induced. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, this creep is just a lone bad actor. It's so weird. My friend thought she felt someone behind her the other day, so... I don't know. I wish this school had the budget to, like, double the police force, or even just, I don't know, add a few more officers, but... I don't really see that happening. Maybe someone needs to set up a crime watch. Yeah. Yeah, maybe someone needs to do that. Oh, 
Well, hopefully that's the sound of help on the way. Oh, gosh. Just so you know, this, this guy will definitely be out until they arrive. <laughs> yeah. If you're enjoying this show, please subscribe to The Thursday Night Club on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to share it with your family and friends. The Thursday Night Club stars Kurt Hugo Schneider as Kevin, Madeline Bailey as Ava, Ashley De La Rosa as Izzy, Noah Galvin as Randy, and Ariel Jacobs as Jesse. The Thursday Night Club was written by Lou Aronica and Stephen Manchester, based on the book by Stephen Manchester. It was directed by Mitchell Maxwell. Our sound designer and mixer was Dave Hart. For a complete list of show credits, visit our website at audiodramastudio.com. The Thursday Night Club is a production of the Audio Drama Initiative, copyright 2019. Hey, it's Lou with the Audio Drama Initiative. We hope you're loving the Thursday Night Club. And if you are, you might want to check out the original story on which it's based. You can find it in a book called The Thursday Night Club and Other Stories of Christmas Spirit, and you can get it wherever books are sold. In there, you'll not only find the original story by Stephen Manchester, but also two more of Steve's stories that will keep the Christmas spirit alive for you much, much longer. Get it now in paperback or ebook wherever you buy books.